This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and wow, thank you for joining me this afternoon, and thank you for being with us this afternoon on this beautiful, hot, and humid day, but it's so, I'm so happy that it's summer, and we, you know, this is the program where we have honest and open conversations, where we give you hope, guidance, and wisdom, and knowledge when real life happens in our families, and we often discuss issues and uh, and irrelevant issues that we don't often speak about in real life. And so we want to just want to encourage you that we have an amazing guest on my, on my program today. Her name is Charlene Miles. She is the founder and executive director of No Stop NPO. And we are so blessed to have her here with us today. Charlene has a rap sheet of qualifications, too many to mention. <laughs> but clearly education was vital to her family as she was growing up. Yet being coached that you need to be part of the solution of the problem in, her, in, in the community. She is, comes from Cryfontaine and works in Scottville, mentoring the youth with prevention and intervention programs against crime, gangsterism and delinquency. So through music and the arts. So welcome, um, Charlene. Thank you so much. It's such a privilege to have you here today. Good afternoon, Annette and listeners, and thank you for having me on your show today. Great, great. But we have to first listen to Lauren Daigle, oh Lord, and then we're going to start with this amazing, interesting program where we want to ignite those to be able to become agents of change. That is our topic today. Do you believe in the change? Do you believe that you can make a change? So I know that Charlene's a game changer. So we're just very happy to have her on um, our program. So we're looking forward to that when she comes back on, that she's going to really ignite you and excite you to become part of the problem, uh, solving the problem. So sorry about that. Okay, we're going to listen to Lauren Daigle. Oh, Lord. Good afternoon, family and friends. And thank you for joining me, Renette Marburg on Radio K Pulpit this afternoon on my program called Rise. And we have an amazing guest in my studios with me today, Charlene Miles. She is the founder and executive director of No Stop. And I can tell you she has no limits either. <laughs> There's not something that she's not doing. And with Lauren Daigle singing about what we can do, what's wrong, right. And I know that that is who Charlene is in her community. And she makes the wrong right by really stepping in um, with a program that she does with arts and music and uh, she's just there for the youth and wanting to prevent them from becoming, uh, you know, gangsters or getting involved with the wrong things and uh, becoming, you know, to prevent the, and intervene when it comes to delinquency. So, you know, Charlene, thank you so much for joining us today. I really want to give, just give us a little bit of a background of 
you know, I know education with your rap sheet um, <laughs> is very important. And there was clearly something that your dad and your family taught you how important education is, but also being part of change, part of um, education, of um, being part of the community. So how did you go from where you were and, every, all, you know, the work that you did and then came into full time with no stop? Thank you for that um, question, Renit. Okay, so I'm wearing different hats as a sister, a mother, a grandmother, a businesswoman and a friend. So I have two sons, a daughter-in-law, and I'm blessed with three grandchildren. I just want to give you a little bit of my background, who I am, and why I'm doing what I am doing today. Um, so please allow me to take you on, on my journey. So I knew little this morning on 10 September 2004 that my life would hugely change. I was widowed in 2004 and at that time my sons Chaslin and Chadwin was only 9 and 16 years old. Yeah. I had so many questions. I was so angry with God for calling my husband home and left me behind to raise my sons without a father. I asked God why my husband, why Charles and not me? For many years I asked God, God, why are you putting me through so much pain? Myself and my kids had so many questions unanswered. As the years went on, I asked God to lead and direct me. So what carried me through this journey was my support system. And I think to have a support system is very important. If I didn't have that support system, Renette, I would give up on life. Mm. I was stressed out in the life that I will that is why I want to just give you background before I go into yes. why I choosing to be the founder of No Stop and doing what I'm currently doing. So not long after that chapter of my life people and friends and colleagues came to ask me Charlene how did you do it and I asked what do you mean how did I do it? How did you do it as a single parent? So some woman who contacted me I never met before in my life and it was not just in my own neighborhood I also belong to an online support group. So many times when I could not sleep at night, I would log on and just listen to other women and widows and the processes that they went through. So some people asked me, Charlene, tell me how long did it take for you to grieve? My answer to them was, there is no limit to grieve. You must take your own time to grieve. I constantly ask God, God, is that your one answer, your one question to my answer? Do you want me to support other women going through the same journey? So I realized, but this is the answer to some of my many questions to God. I found my purpose in life, and that is to serve others. Mm. As a Christian, I have a duty to serve others. The Bible says each one should use whatever gift he has to receive to others. He has received to others faithfully administering God's grace on its various forms. 1 Peter verse 10 says, It is in our service that all will see God's grace in action as we demonstrate our faith. Amen. I could not disappoint God. I also followed the footsteps of my late parents who served the communities and they did it with passion. So with that background, Renette, I am the founder, yes, and director of No Stop NPO. That's a, a short name for never overthink your situations. Wow. Transfer your opportunities passionately. That is what we call stand, No Stop stands for. 
I am also managing my Just own business. Just repeat that again because this is, <laughs> that is something that needs to drop in our spirit. Sure. Of anything that we are ourselves going through. Yeah. So no stop stands for never overthink situations. Transfer opportunities passionately. Wow. Fantastic. So yeah, I'm also managing my own business um, called Cairo M. Ukunukukela, which means we care. Uh, where I'm doing HR consultancy and entertainment. I'm also managing a jazz and gospel band since 2012. Wow. And I'm also the chairperson of an NPO called uh, Youth Clouds of Heaven in Greifontein as well. So, yeah, after years of contemplation and having the goal of launching a non-profit organization um, that benefit the community, No Stop was founded in March 2020. And in December 2020, we registered our NPO. Um, and we not a few years, a few few days ago, we received our PBO status from SARS. Ah, well so everything is just falling in place, and we can just give all the glory, glory to God. So yeah, after serving the public service for 36 years, I made the decision, guided by God, and went on early retirement. The best decision ever, and I never look back. I think the time was right to do my calling by serving the community. I decided to start a brand new chapter in my life, a chapter guided and directed by God, who is my teacher, my healer, and my savior. Yes, God knows what we want, and God knows what we need. He opened so many doors in it on my way. Since wow. we opened, no stop. Doors are just opening here. God is putting so many people on my path, so many pastors. So many apostles, so many, oh, I just, I am so excited when I mention all these people who's on my path to support me, to support my vision. So, yeah, um, that is for me, um, I just can give all the glory to God and we as No Stop NPO are just so blessed. So currently, yeah, I am working full time and in my community, enjoying every minute of it with a compelling mission and a transformational vision. So, if I can take you just um, mention two, uh, two of our objectives is to create awareness and to promote a healthy and a safe lifestyle to the historically disadvantaged communities and also to support the communities for the greater good in civil society by improving their quality of life and to enhance their capabilities. Our vision is also to focus on stronger relationships and the holistic development in the communities where young people, where young women and children are strong and confident. To work in the different communities in it isn't always easy. But having the passion and the desire and to have God on your side, we can see the small changes, even if it's one or two or three people, that we can change their lives in the program or project we are busy with. That is okay for me. The smile on their faces, that is okay for me. And that is why I say... We give all the glory, glory to God. So in view of all these social, uh, social evils, evils um, being experienced by so many communities, especially the areas where we as No Stop operate, we operate in Scottsville, Scottsdale. We also had a few prog programs in, in Wallerstein. We have fee a feeding scheme in, in Belhar. So yeah, all these different areas yeah it's, it's, there are so many social evils evils um in these communities so we at no stop decided we cannot sit back and wait for something to happen we have to get involved 
and to assist, assist those who want to bring change in the communities, such as our NPOs and the church leaders. So the, if you look at the current unemployment rate in South Africa, it is 74%. The unemployment rate is projected to be around 30, 36% right. in 2022 and 35% in 2023. So according to our economic model, South Africa's unemployment rate rose to 34.9% in the third quarter of 2021. It is up from 34.4% in the previous period. South Africa's population uh, is currently 58.4 million and in total roughly 21.85 million that is 19 years or younger. So yes, looking at these statistics are very scary. South Africa has the highest youth unemployment rate. So let us bring it closer to home. What is the unemployment rate in Cape Town? 27%. These stats alone was one of the driving forces for me and our organization at no stop to get involved, to empower our youth and to be an agent of change in our different communities. We had different interviews um, in the areas where the youth in the specific areas I, I, I mentioned we operate. So, yeah, we're looking at youth who had no choice but to leave the school at an early, yes, uh, early uh, stage. That is a problem. Yeah, definitely. And if you look at the total number of learners registered for grade one and how many of these kids made it to matric, matric or even to grade seven, it's scary. So parents also are unemployed and cannot afford to support the kids anymore. The poverty levels are increasing. They are just so tired and therefore they are all giving up on their dreams and their aspirations. There's no motivations. And sometimes they're giving up on life. If we look at the stats of the major cause of suicide amongst teens, it often happens after a stressful life event, such as a problem at school, a breakup of relationships with your boyfriend or girlfriend, the death of a loved one, a divorce or a major family conflict. Another concern is, 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 is it's being at schools. And just yesterday, I had a conversation with one of the parents who told me her daughter failed three times grade six. They never realized the impact of that bullying at the school. Last year, I visited a school and I asked them, how do you deal with bullies and how do they deal with the bullies that those who are bullied. I asked them if they can share the policy with me. Renette, there was no policy. There was no policy. There was no policy in place. Well, that I think is a conversation for another day. We need to do that <laughs> conversation. So I can mention more examples of our youth standing at corners. And on the stairs of the spas shops in our community, when I drive around in these areas we operate, the circles are getting bigger yes. and bigger. And it is not just boys. Mm. More the girls, girls are joining. Definitely. More girls are standing around and sitting in these circles. You know, some of them have such a lot of talent. I spoke to them. I met with them. I coached them. Some of them do have a qualification in it. And that is the sad part. They mm. are qualified to do something in life, but they gave up in life. But they are in such a dark space of their life and they feel trapped. They have no purpose. Nothing is motivating them to get up in the morning. They don't have dreams anymore. 
They are not even eager to learn. They don't respect themselves. They don't care if they eat or what is going into their bodies. So, yeah, we joined um, hands with different organizations in the communities, which I will mention. Which is very yes. important. It's not reinventing the wheel. Yeah. The fact that you're actually collaborating. Correct. Correct, yeah. So, so yeah, we joined with one organization, a Young People at Work, where we are giving free computer classes. Uh, we assist them, the youth, with a CV. So when they complete this course, they will have a CV printed so they can use a CV. We prepare them for the interviews. We provide them with vision board workshops. But, you know, the one sad thing is when we advertise these programs that are free, the youth, the teens on it, not showing any yes. interest at all. Yes. For example, we advertise a program in Scottsville for the teens to attend this free computer class. And guess who are the people who register first? It's people in other areas. Not our own people in Scottsville, for example. Not the people in Scottsdale. It's people in other areas who want to come in and to join all these uh, free uh, classes that we have. So, yeah, we join by, um, hands with join bands and not gangs. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is an NPO, a lovely lady that I met, uh, Karin Deval. And, you know, we are so blessed, Renette, with a full set of band equipment. Mm -hmm. that we can use, blessed by uh, joint bands, not gangs, NPO. So currently we have a teacher, our music teacher, Mr. Peter van Wyk, who lives in Scottsville, and he's currently our volunteer and our music teacher. So that these kids, incredible. Yeah, That's so these incredible. kids are not just playing this instrument, but they can read keys, and they will be doing a test during March 2022. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow, that is amazing work that you're doing right now. And this is, you know, this is so relevant for us. For this, the, the song that we're going to listen to is by Brenton Brown. It says, Jesus, take all of me just as I am. And I think that is so relevant for where we're at right now is that we need to give everything to Jesus. And whatever he's got uh, called on our lives, that we just go ahead and we do it just as we are. Thank you for joining me, Renette Marburg, on my program called Rise. And yes, we are halfway almost through the program. And <laughs> time flies. <laughs> it is incredible. But when we have got such an interesting guest today with us, and uh, Charlene is uh, Charlene Miles. She's from No Stop. And there is no limits on this lady. Um, she has got such an incredible zest and passion for change. Um, and she actually believes that we can make a change. This is where I'd love to encourage our listeners is listen to what Charlene has done and how she started and where she started. We often get so overwhelmed by the huge task at hand and we think we cannot do anything because, oh, and we feel like, Oh, who am I? What can I do? And it's just basically getting passionate, asking God's favor, asking God's direction. Um, as Charlene uh, said earlier in the program, it's just get up and do it. And that is where it starts. And then the Lord orchestrates everything after that. So, you know, um, Charlene, thank you so much for joining us again. Such, thank you. So, I get so excited when I'm chatting to you. Um, and I've seen, and I've been, I've been at, uh, you know, uh, gone and seen what you've done, see what you're busy with, and I'm so inspired. So um, what are the challenges that parents and our youth facing currently? What is the main, uh, what is the main 
uh, especially now with COVID, um, what has really been the main emphasis and the spirit of heaviness that has been placed on our on our nation? Thank you for that question, uh, Renit. Yeah, so I think right now the challenges our youth and parents are facing are the impact of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So many of our parents were retrenched and they face financial difficulties. Mm-hmm. So we need to refer them to the relevant people to provide the psychosocial care and the support services to these affected um, individuals and their families. In some instances, both parents were retrenched. Yes. So you can just imagine the mm-hmm. impact on the household. Even though the current state can bring opportunities for personal growth and family cohesion, there are a number of disadvantages that may outweigh these benefits. There is stress and anxiety, Mm -hmm. domestic violence. Mm -hmm. Parents start to feel guilty and ashamed that they cannot support their families anymore. And then child maltreatment. The different levels of trauma that they are already facing due these challenging times are just adding to the low socioeconomic status. So yeah, depression is real. I believe and also in my experience that there is not even sufficient support at workplaces for people dealing with depression. And again, that is topic for another day. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, uh, depression is real. Bullying is real, sexual activities are real, drug use, parents need to make sure they have regular conversations with the kids about the dangers of drugs. It's also important to mention the dangers of prescription drugs too. Many teens do not recognize the dangers of taking friends' prescriptions. And yes, I I had conversations with some of these youth, uh, youth members. They don't realize the dangers of taking it and they're just popping a few pills that are not prescribed to them. We often underestimate how easy it is to develop an addiction and the risk associated with overdosing. Alcohol use is also yes. one uh, um, that we, uh, issue that we're facing in the community. Parents need to talk, and again I'm referring to our parents because it starts at home. Parents need to talk about the risk of underage drinking. Educate them about the dangers, including the fact that alcohol can take a serious toll on the developing of the children's and teens' uh, brains, sorry, on their brains. Also, the academic problem Mm. that we're currently facing, early school leavers. Children just give up on school. They don't want to go to school. And you know the situation is... And that's where the teen pregnancies exactly come and the gangsterism the comes. the peer pressure. The, and yes, and also social media. People sometimes don't have um, money for a bread, but you, if you look at the, the youth, you know... They're they all sitting phones. with the latest phones. They also have the latest phones. They always have access to social media. All the social media... It's yes. an addiction. Oh, yes, definitely. And it can be a great way to connect, yes, but it can also be problematic for several reasons. And that, for instance, it can expose teens to cyberbullying and much more. There are many risks involved here. I also think teens need to know where they can seek support. Because when I speak to some teenagers in the youth in the different um, areas where we operate, 
they don't know where to go for help. Or they don't have even the money to make a phone call to say some of them, I'm just mentioning some of them, don't, they don't know where to go and ask, can you help me? In my observation and interaction in the community, I do not think some of our parents know how to create the safe space yes. for the kids to talk. Kids feel more comfortable to talk to strangers, which can in some instances be problematic. And that is a major concern. And they um, speak to the wrong person. Yes, exactly. And yes, you don't know if you... If they think they can trust this individual. And they think they can trust their peers even. Exactly. And, and, and that is a danger, uh, Renette. And that is why we have different programs. We also have a safe space at the Betel Tabernacle. Um, we are so blessed. We have to thank Pastor, Pastor Francis and Eleanor, uh, his wife, for allowing us to um, introduce our different programs and projects. And they also attend our programs and projects. So, yeah, if I can just mention a, a more programs yes, that we do. Course, yes. Okay, so we also have a vegetable garden at um, our AUME school mm -hmm, in Krijfontein. Mm -hmm. uh, we are using volunteers to work in the garden and they signed a voluntary contract for five years. So yeah, we are very, very excited about um, this project. Um, we also have a garden where we collab with Youth Clouds of Heaven. I mentioned earlier, I'm also chairperson yes, of the organization. Yes, yes, so I'm going to be Yeah, <laughs> yes, she will be here next week yeah, um, in your studio. So yeah, if you look, we have that garden at Scottsdale Secondary School. The, the principal is Mr. Peter Links, and he also support us uh, with, with, with these projects. So yes, Renette, um, there are so many uh, driving forces that I can mention and 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 problems that we as parents um, experience in the communities, um, which is just just a very uh, a worry for us. Uh, so, yes, so but you know, that is, that this is where we need to think out of the box. Yeah. How can we come alongside organizations like you people? What yeah. can we offer? There is something that we can offer. You know, even if it is on a volunteer or mm. even in prayer or even just financially or even if it's just something that we can say, okay, this is what I'm good at. Mm. You've got the safe space. You've got the place. So we need to look out for organizations in all our communities yes. that we can partner with. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just a little bit that we can give. Because sometimes we think we can't have anything to offer. Mm -hmm. that, that's correct, um, Renette. Um, my background is it's human resources and having the necessary knowledge and skills and the ability. I will continue to assist our youth in our communities. Yes. I, I identified certain gaps um, in the community while I was busy doing the community profiling. So we have people on our board also um, of No Stop who are knowledgeable and passionate to serve the community and bring the trains in our community. The name of organization speaks for itself, No yes. Stop. There is just No Stop. We will just continue to serve. We will continue to reach out. We yes. will continue to be that change agent. If it means we can change one, two, and three people in our community, it means we were there for them. We are the change agents of today. Um, these problems continue to grow, um, not just in Kreifontein or Scottsdale or Wallerstein or Bialar or the different areas, as I mentioned earlier, we, we, we serve. It will overflow to other suburbs. It will. And this impacts the broader society. We need to form partnerships to address these problems. There are so many registered organizations. Um, we need to collaborate and 
and see how we can serve the community. Myself, currently, and of course, South Korean lady are currently doing um, a healing through art program as community art facilitators in Scottsville. So um, next week uh, will be the last week we, we're doing this program. And then after that, eight sessions, we will continue on a Saturday morning, maybe to also to um, um, giving our service to the communities. This current this Saturday morning, we will be in Scottsdean as well. So yes, we also believe that art can bring healing. Our kids are so committed and really enjoying this program. So we will end off this program next week with a trip to the museum. Lovely. Um, also in the next few weeks, um, we, uh, we also join hands with the NPO Hard Works. Uh, this is a personal growth course for males between the age of 16 and 30 years in Scottsville. The duration of this course is 30 days. And um, th they cover the purpose, the, the life purpose. The program they focus on is the journaling, the boundaries, the feelings, the loss and trauma, the growing up stages, the stress, anxiety, domestic violence, and, and many other uh, um, issues that they will discuss um, in that workshop. So yeah, all this, and we also plan after that session that we will continue with them with computer free, free computer classes. Oh, awesome. That is offering them a lot. Thank you so much, Charlene. But we're going to continue with this amazing conversation, just giving us some tips later on how we can get involved. Okay, great. And we're going to listen to Charlene Davis now, one of my favorite ladies in the local uh, uh, worshippers, and she is going to sing Stand. Good afternoon, and yes, we are coming to the last few minutes of our program, and I have Charlene Miles in my studio today, and um, we just discussing on how we can actually partner with um, MPOs um, in our communities and how we can be, you know, become part of the solution. Um, I, there was a fantastic. Uh, book that I'm reading at the moment about Good Giving Guide. Um, it was uh, something that Patrice uh, Motsepa said. He's a businessman and a philanthropist. He said, charity versus philanthropy. The most commonly cited differences between charity and philanthropy is that charity relieves the pains of social problems, whereas philanthropy attempts to solve those problems at the root causes. That is the differences between giving a hungry person a fish and teaching them how to fish. And I believe that is what you are doing right now, Charlene. I just want to thank you for the amazing work that you are doing in the community and that you are a truth philanthropist as far as I can see. Um, and we just want to encourage uh, those that are listening, um, listen and hear. Uh, Charlene, you know, what is it that we can, what can we, sometimes we feel we've only got a two little fish and uh, five loaves of bread to offer, which is not a lot, but we have something to offer. And when we give it to God, he can multiply. So I want you to please tell us, what can we do to come alongside you guys? Yeah, amen to that. Um, that is so true. Yeah, um, I think there's a big outcry from the non-profit organizations um, for volunteers. Um, we need resources. We have so many youth at home with qualifications. They're not doing anything. So I want to encourage them to to come out to this organization, to, to the NPOs within their own neighborhood. Um, like I say, I operate in these different areas and I know these individuals. We do have volunteers currently, yeah, but we need more. So, yeah, um, I, I think people want to live in peace and harmony. 
We want to be free of hunger, they want to be educated, they want to be empowered, and that is the natural state of the human, human beings. The current state is unnatural, but they can get their dignity back. And, and, and I think when we look at all these, um, the, these problems that we identified in these communities, there are people, as I just mentioned earlier, that do have the qualification to come out and to assist us as NPOs, to reach out and to be that um, agent of change. You know, some people don't have clean water. Uh, children need to be saved. We need the education system to keep our kids in school. We don't want our kids to get pregnant at the age of 11, 12 and 13. So we need the people in the community with the different qualifications to come out and to have different programs to raise awareness. The National Development Plan aims to eliminate poverty and reduce inequality by 2030. And according to the plan, South Africa can reduce these goals by drawing on the energies on its people. So we're not to just talking about financial resources. We're talking about um, your, your, your coming into the organization and, and, and let's use your knowledge and your skills and your ability because if you are willing and able to be that change and make a difference, that is more than enough for, for us to work with you. So yeah, to the answer your question, and it, yes, um, we as NPOs uh, in No Stop, we can be the change. We need the necessary resources to contribute. And like I say, we're just not just talking about the finances. I'm referring to the different resources. So if government want to see the change in the next 10 years by tackling the poverty, inequality, and unemployment, where the no person will go hungry, where 2 million more young people will be in employed, where schools will have better education outcomes, in where crime will be halved. We as NPOs need the resources. So let us stand together. Let us adhere and support the basic human rights of South Africa, which include human dignity, rights, equality and life. So together we can make the difference in our community. Let us be the agents of change as God wants us to be. So if people want to get involved, um, Renette, they can visit our website. Um, it's www.nostopnpo.co.za. Um, I can give my email address as well. Yes. It's Charlene Miles at nostopnpo.co. Dot ZA, and then my sound number is zero six four double nine four eight nine two five. So they are more than welcome to ask for additional information of on the various programs that we implement in in the communities. Fantastic! Thank you so much. Well, that was perfect timed, perfectly timed. I just want to thank you so much, Charlene. May the Lord just continuously use you as agents of change in the community. That people will come alongside you. That people that are passionate about change, passionate about God's work, passionate about serving. Um, that there will be no hindrances. That you will get everything that your organisations need and um, all the help that you can get. So I just want to bless you. Bless you, bless you, you and your family, that the Lord will spare you and that he'll give you the strength that you can manage to carry on doing his amazing work on this earth. So we just want to bless you and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, I will have you back. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> but I'm definitely going to be sharing a, a wonderful testimony next week with Habiba. 
Uh, she's part of the other organization. But I want you to hear her story because this is where she trusted the Lord and literally walked the streets until she mm. got everything. Yes. Um, I want you to be encouraged by her uh, testimony next week. Um, she is really something to listen to and amazing. So I just want to bless you this week. Have a fantastic week and be really encouraged and go and dig deep into your heart. See what you can be part of this year. Bring hope to our country. Bring hope to our youth. Bring hope to our families. And let us share ourselves. There is so much that we've got to offer. We always think we are insignificant, but we are so powerful when we stand together to help our nation. So, yes, let's be encouraged. Uh, be blessed. Be safe. Stick to the rules. And we'll see you next week, same time. God bless you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.